Hello, everyone. Welcome to the Work Alchemy podcast series on impact, talking with entrepreneurs and organizational leaders who contribute to building a more cooperative and positive future. I'm Ursula York, the host of this series. I'm a mentor to business people who want to have a positive effect on the world around them, building strong businesses by creating value for their clients, team members, and the larger world. I am so passionate about sharing with you the stories of entrepreneurs and leaders who have impact, their inspiring and energizing role models. I hope you use what you learn here to be inspired about what you can do in your business and beyond. Today's guest in this podcast series on impact is Soledad O'Brien. Soledad is an award-winning journalist, documentarian, news anchor, and producer. At the forefront of the biggest breaking news stories of the past two decades, Soledad is one of the most sought-after journalists today. In June 2013, she launched Starfish Media Group, a multi-platform media production and distribution company dedicated to uncovering and producing empowering stories that take a challenging look at the often divisive issues of race, class, wealth, poverty, and opportunity through personal narratives. Soledad was the originator of the highly successful documentary series for CNN, Black in America, and Latino in America, which continues to be produced under Starfish Media Group. Soledad has received multiple awards, including three Emmys, two Peabody Awards, and in 2010, she was named Journalist of the Year by the National Association of Black Journalists. In the wake of Hurricane Katrina, Soledad and her husband Brad created the Soledad O'Brien and Brad Raymond Starfish Foundation to help disadvantaged young women get to and through college. This year, they'll provide funding to 25 deserving young women. Welcome, Soledad. I'm so delighted to have you here on the podcast. Thank you so much. I'm happy to be here. So you've had uh, an expansive and pretty illustrious career as a, and a journalist and producer, and now you're heading up your own production and distribution company. What is it that drew you into broadcasting and now into doing this work uh, yourself with your own company? You know, I just like telling stories. I think ultimately if you could whittle down what I actually do is just that. I, I like finding stories and then trying to really tell the most authentic and accurate story that I possibly can. I love interviewing people too, and that's, you know, part of the same thing. And I've always loved covering breaking news. But I think ultimately it really is about, you know, finding interesting stories that float under the radar and, and telling them. Yeah, and you you certainly have done a range of stories. I know you've done documentaries with your own company, all ranging all the way from Heroin USA, which is an exploration of uh, that very distressing problem with opium addiction, all the way to Cover Girls, uh, their new video series and the Girls Can program. So you you enjoy the variety. Yeah, it's been great. And I think variety really allows you to tell different stories in different formats, which works different muscles in your storytelling, if you will, and also allows you to really explore the nuance in every story. I think there's a million uh, education stories. There's a million stories that are there to be told about women that we don't really get to see the full range. Yeah, I love this, uh, hearing about this Girl can, Girls Can program. Is that something, it, it's described as profiling women who are changing the world. Is that what drew you to it? Yeah, you know, CoverGirl uh, had a platform called Girls Can, where they were very interested in exploring how young women 
overcome challenges, to become wildly successful? How do they drown out voices in their head that might be saying, no, you can't? And so we uh, participated by doing four documentaries on four amazing young women. One is an African-American woman whose dream is to become a chess master, and she's amazing. is a veteran of the uh, Iraq War who um, has post-traumatic stress, and she's a Navajo, and she goes back to her community to try to figure out how to deal with her PTS for, for once and for all. The third is a woman who's Filipina who is um, a transgender, and she's a model, and has sort of her dream of becoming a model was where she got her start, but eventually she realized that actually becoming an activist for transgender people was really what her dream was. And so we go back to the Philippines with her. And then the fourth is a young uh, Mexican-American girl named uh, Becky G, and really a girl, just turned 18, who's been phenomenally successful, but really grew up in, in terrible poverty and exploring you know, how she was able to leverage uh, that poverty to become very uh, focused and efficient in uh, trying to seek her dreams. So it was a great opportunity to tell really uh, interesting range of stories um, for them, at the same time doing other uh, stories around journalism and you know exploring the roots of the heroin epidemic, for example. Hmm. Well, that is an extraordinary range, and I uh, it, it so ties into this topic of impact. You're telling the stories in the case of the the Girls Can program of of young women that are having impact, and also you're having impact through this uh, through the the documentaries that you're doing now. Is that what makes your business unique or special? Is it is it the the topics that you're covering or are there aspect, other aspects to your business that you think make it particularly unique? You know, I think we've always had a really good reputation for storytelling. I work with a producer I work with first at CNN for a long time. Um, so I think we have a great reputation for telling stories and I think we have access to great stories and we come at them a different way. You know, we, we really try to figure out what is the untold story? What is the thing that we don't know that we don't see. We, we, we shy away from the easily told story. So I, I think that that's probably more than anything what we bring. Mm, that's great. When you, you talk about exploring critical social issues in your business, what kind of impact do you think that has? Is it, is it important to you to have that kind of impact with the work you're doing? Oh, yeah, absolutely. I mean, I, I've always really loved covering social issues and partly because I think they don't get a lot of coverage, actually. Social issues are interesting to cover as a journalist because they're never really about the issue, right? It's all, they're all intertwined, and you're always untangling to be able to figure out the roots of a problem. So, you know, education problems really ultimately are often not just about education. They're about money. They're about policy. They're about poverty. They're about, you know, so I find that a lot of social issues are never just about the social issue you're talking about and getting to that um unwinding is a very interesting process for me. Hmm. I understand you've just joined the board of trustees with the Rand Corporation and and their mission is to improve policy and decision making through their own means which is research and analysis but um what is it that that drew you to that? Yeah, I thought it was a really good fit because I think what really makes Rand work and successful is that they are all about the data and I would I would describe my reporting like that. We're all about working with data and having data-driven stories that, that are character-centered, right? So they're about a person. It's about a person's journey. Mm-hmm. But it's not about the person's journey absent of any kind of data and information. Uh, so if you're doing a story on education, for me, I really want it to be uh, uh, you know, undergirded by good data and the latest data and the most important data around education. 
So um, I think that that's where I saw an overlap and why I decided to join the board. That's great. Have have you always had this desire to have impact, to be an agent of, of positive change? Is that something that's evolved over time or did you start off feeling that way early in your career? I had a friend who just quit her job. She worked as a management consultant and she really felt like she wasn't having an impact. But I think because she wasn't in a, an industry where she could. But I have to say, I, I don't, when I report stories, I, I don't really think about the audience. I don't think, you know, what does the audience necessarily need to get out of this? To me, it's about how am I most authentic to the story? And if you do it right, you should be able to really you know, grab at the, the heart of the audience. Um, but I, I guess I don't, I remember a couple of stories that I reported. Katrina was one um, covering the tsunami in Southeast Asia was another where you're so out of the loop because you don't even, you can't even tell the impact of what you're doing, right? right? You're just in the field all the time. Right. Yeah. Um, and you come back and people are like, oh my gosh, you know, wow, that's amazing. We're like, really? Oh, are you, you know, we had no idea. Uh, we certainly couldn't see anything on camera. So I, I really just never think about impact first. I think that comes later. I think you just try to do your job. Yeah. And uh, I mean, that's a, a really great way of looking at it is that you're you're focused on the story and delivering the story in a way that's really going to capture all the many elements, even in very chaotic situations like Katrina. Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. Other, other, other ways that you think about... Um, the impact that you have in your business, for example, are there ways that you've set up that business in so that you're creating a particular kind of environment for your clients or for the people working with you? Yeah, I think that ultimately what you want to do in any business is to make sure you're, you're doing what you do well and connect to clients who are also trying to figure out storytelling, which nowadays is a lot of clients. So so yeah, I think you know when it comes to a client, they come in with a specific set sense of of impact. And my theory again is always, well, if we tell the story well, you know, I think that's the best way to possibly have impact. So we're constantly trying to figure out, you know, what is the way you tell this story? What's the best way to really capture someone's story? And you've you've really been willing to delve into some pretty. Uh, controversial issues like the documentary series you've done, Black in America and Latino in America. Um, these race issues are are ones that are really troubling people, and uh, they're they can be quite divisive. Uh, absolutely, yeah, it's a challenging time, and I think that's because these conversations are very difficult. They're hard to navigate. Um, so you know, I think um, I do, you know they're never going to be solved quickly, easily. You know, hey, let's just spend two solid weeks working on it, and we can knock through it. it doesn't work like that. So I think it's going to be, um, you know, I think that these are kinds of issues that you actually have to keep keep working at. You have to keep having uncomfortable and awkward conversations uh, around in order to try to make any progress. I, I know that uh, in one of the interviews I read that that uh, someone. Uh, you interviewed, turned to your producer and said, uh, basically, don't mess this up. I'm, I'm using more delicate terms, but um, uh, that that uh, people want to be dealt with in a respectful and respectful way and be honored for who they are. I think everybody wants their story told. And, and I think that there's a real value in, in, you know, solid interviews and pushing people and getting them to put their thoughts together and really articulating what they think their story is. So I think that, you know, I think that that's a good thing, not a bad thing. Yeah, I, I agree. 
Um, one of the things that I've been asking people about in these interviews is how their personal values really influence how they choose to do their work and, and in the businesses that they have. Is your personal value system, does it come into play in, in the business that you have and in what ways does that happen? You know, I think probably where we most think about our values is in our reporting and, you know, how we tell the stories we tell. I think that, you know, it, there's so many opportunities in reporting to do it the wrong way. And, um, and so, you know, I think it's just one of those things where you have to live your values every day and in everything, right? I mean, you, you sort of have to decide as you set out what kinds of stories you're going to tell, how you're going to tell them, how you treat people, you know, where is the line you won't cross? And then, and then you just have to go live that. So I don't think it's something we think about every single day. We certainly don't every day say, Oh, is this, are we living our values? Like, <laughs> all of the people here, you know, we have them here because we understand what their values are, and that's why they're here because they understand what our values are. Mm-hmm. And what are the values that you you hold most dear? You know, I think uh, integrity. I think stories that are very authentic. I think being real and being very um, transparent with people about what your agenda is and what your mission is. You know, in in news, we we never ambush people. We want people to want to talk to us. So I always tell them what we're talking about. We certainly don't give people questions, but you know, some people actually like to trick people (laughs) in interviews. We never do that. Um, You know, I think if you're covering a breaking news story, especially around some kind of violence, you know, we don't interview children without their parents' permission. I mean, all those are just good journalism, um, I think. So they're pretty ingrained in, in what we do. And, you know, we make sure that we don't go into a story knowing what that story is. We have an idea of what it might be. But if we get evidence that, wow, this is not what we thought, then the story shifts. Hmm. Yeah, certainly. Um, it is, is this something that you talk about with um, people that you're discussing possible projects with? Is that, is that something that enters into the conversation, the kind of values that you bring to it? No, I, I don't think specifically. I don't think we've ever sat down and have a conversation, but I think people know from the work that I've done what our values are. So I think it's the unsaid thing in the room. Right. Done a lot of work in philanthropy. So around all our, our philanthropic topics, people really understand the work that we're trying to do around young women and how we want to inspire and protect them and help them and, and be real and honest with them. So so I you know, we don't sit down and have a verbatim discussion about values, but we but I think it sort of precedes the conversation, if you will. Yeah, I know that you and your husband had started uh, the Soledad O'Brien and Brad Raymond Starfish Foundation to help disadvantaged young women to have the college experience and and help them through that process. Is that something that you're you're continuing to do, that you're excited about doing? Yeah, we've loved it. We started the Starfish Foundation right after Hurricane Katrina and kind of ad hoc way at first. Five years ago, we brought in an executive director, and today we have 25 girls that we send to and through college every year. And then we started doing about three years ago uh, what we call the Pow Her Full Retreats, where we invite hundreds and hundreds of young women from the community. So here in New York, in New Orleans, we'll go to Minneapolis, we'll be in Cleveland, we'll be probably in Compton, California this year as well, uh, the next year, 2016. And so we do a a conference where hundreds of girls from each of those communities who are um, parts of nonprofits around the country come and really have a full day session from about eight o'clock in the morning till six o'clock at night, where we walk through all the things that we are also helping our scholars with, 
you know, how do you apply? How do you, how do you get through uh, tough times? What do you do if you're not doing well in a class? How do you learn how to advocate for yourself? How do you find a mentor? How do you get an internship? What do you get out of your internship? What do you wear? How are you not an idiot on Facebook, et cetera, et cetera, all these <laughs> things that I think for a lot of these young women don't necessarily get that kind of information. So we're, we're very, you know, I think that they think they crave it. Well, that's an amazing array of life and career skills that you're offering to them. And, and many kids don't get that in either their, their home or school environments. So that's, that's awesome. I hadn't heard about your retreats before. What a great experience for them. It's been really, it's been a great experience for us. Are there ways that you have uh, run into some obstacles or issues in having the impact that you want to have? Would you be willing to share about about that and uh, how you address them, how you were able to m make your way through them? Yeah, you know, I think, um, I think for me, the best way to get through obstacles is sort of look around to other role models and see how they dealt. Um, I really like to see what other people have done when they're challenged, because I think it gives you a very good example of that these things are, you, you always get through them. I think there's a lot, I've had people, you know, the numerous interviews that I've done, I've had people say to me, just the other day, actually, someone said, you know, the way you get through a challenge is the same way you get up a mountain. We're doing a story on mountain climbing. And she said, the way you get through a challenge is the same way you get up a mountain. You put your head down and you take one step at a time. And it was such brilliant, I mean, it's so simple, obviously, but such brilliant advice. And I agree with it. You know, the way you get through a problem is really to put it in bite-sized pieces and try to navigate through it. Now, we've been really fortunate, knock on glass, is <laughs> I haven't had any, any, you know, horribly difficult challenges to get through. I've been really fortunate in my career and in my life, and I'm very grateful for that. Truly, I've been very blessed. But I think anytime you have a little setback, you know, there's not much you can do but get through it. You know, it really is about are you still standing at the end and you know, continuing to power through. Yeah, I, uh, that's a great description, and the the mountaineering, the mountain climbing um, metaphor is a is a really good one for that. Who who's your most important role model? Do you think? You know, it sort of depends. I like to think that I have a number of people that I look to. Um, you know, I did a lot of work with Katie Couric at the Today Show, and she's always been a really good example. I remember watching her at CBS News, and the show that they were doing was just phenomenal. And you know, often they wouldn't get a lot of credit for that. And I just remember, you know, her response to that was just doing a great show. You know, it was kind of genius. You know, she just did a great show. Um, my mom's been a terrific role model. She's a big believer in, you know, if this is not working out, go to the next thing. Don't pine away for stuff that's not working. Just move on. You know, so I think I, I tend to be very attracted to very tough-minded people who, yeah, you know, you go, you sit in bed and cry for a day and then you, you move on. Yeah, I once uh, talked with Martha Beck uh, about that issue and her, and her uh, advice on that is just give yourself a defined amount of time when you're going to lie in bed curled up in a ball and then just get up and move on. So love that. And I, exactly. Yeah. Are there, is there insights that you've had that you'd like to share or advice you would give to another business owner who's asking themselves, how can I have impact? How can I positively affect the area that I'm working in? Yeah, you know, I think that it's ultimately anything in the work world, and I think this is where my friend that I mentioned who was in management consultant, she just didn't like her job, right? So step one, if you really are not feeling like you like your job, you'll never have impact. 
because you'll be working so hard to get over the hump of really hating your job. So I'd say first find something you're very passionate about. When you're passionate about it, you know, that's the only way to have impact is to really be that person who's constantly being an evangelist for the thing that you love. Very hard to have impact if you don't really like what you're doing at the end of the day and it's a slog, number one. And number two, I think you also have to really just focus on on the work and the impact will come. You know, if you are a teacher, you really can't, I personally don't think, I need, I, I don't want my kid's teacher thinking like, here's what I'm looking for at grades at the end of the year. I want them every day, you know, to do one step at a time. Focus on, you know, the, the, the assignment at hand, focus on the kid in front of you, focus on the issue of the day, you know, and if you do that, the impact will come. You'll, you'll be, if you're, you know, if you work at being a great teacher, you'll be a great teacher. That's great. I, I love that sense of consistent effort and an ongoing effort, being really persistent as well as consistent. Yeah, I think you have to. I mean, I think that's everything. So again, I never really look at the end result. I think if you're just working on the task at hand is the only way to get to the end result. That's great. Well, thank you so much for joining us today, Soledad. I, I really appreciate what you've shared about your approach to the important work that you're doing in the world and how you're looking at impact and uh, really focusing on the work as being your primary primary thing and being so passionate and accomplished about that. So I think- well, thank you. Well, it's been my pleasure to have you here. And if, if people want to get in touch with you, what's the best way for them to reach you? Probably the best way is follow me on Twitter. Uh, my handle is at Soledad O'Brien. Okay, great. And I know from my own experience, you're very responsive to that. I appreciate yeah, that. <laughs> you bet. My pleasure. Yeah, that's great. Well, thank you again. And uh, I, I, uh, I know it's going to be really valuable for people to hear from you on this thank topic. You. Join us for more podcasts on impact. Subscribe to the Work Alchemy podcast channel on iTunes or Stitcher Radio so you'll be notified as soon as new podcasts are available. Thank you to everyone listening for being here. Until next time, keep that positive flow of energy going in your business so you can have your own impact. <laughs>